I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. As always, I'm joined by producer Joel. It's Mark Simmons. Marky Mark Simmons. There's Mark Simmons. Here comes Mark Simmons. It's Mark Simmons. Marky Mark Simmons. <laughs> there goes Mark Simmons. It's Mark Mark Simmons. <laughs> I like that. It's just a different well energy, done, Mark. We're due to some factors. We're recording this a little bit later in the week. Sorry, listener. <laughs> and it's a Friday. It's five o'clock. This is this is what I'm like. You've never seen me like this before, Mark. I haven't seen you on a Friday. I'm, I mean, that's what I'm a different guy. Are you going to do this? You're going to. I want you to bring this energy every time, Joe. I, I, I simply feel like, can't because this only I happens. I feel like. On a I Friday. feel like this is what will take our podcast to the next level. High energy. High think, octane. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. So should we release on Fridays all the time now? Do you think Friday nights? Under the yeah. lights. Yeah, okay. All right. Mark Simmons. Mark, Mark, Mark Simmons. Simmons. You'll be humming that all day now, and so will the listeners. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Mm. That's nice to know, isn't it? Yeah. It's good to have a little song, isn't it, with your name? Yeah, why not? It's Joel Grove. It's Joel, Joel Grove. Anyone can do it. Make make your own up at home. <laughs> uh, record it and uh, send it in at uh, Jokes Mark across all social media. Tweet. We want to hear your songs. No, I'll tell you what, we'll do even better than that, Mark. If you, you if you tweet at Jokes of Mark, at Joel underscore Grove, uh, in the next show i'll sing your name oh, they'll all get, they'll all get a little just, song that could be all it is i think i think we should monetize this we, we should start a cameo and just if you want us to <laughs> sing your name we'll do a duet let's do an example think of a name joel bob faltermeyer you could do the faltermeyer bit <laughs> okay so here's the cameo for bob faltermeyer bob bob faltermeyer bob faltermeyer bob bob faltermeyer Ah, oh, there you go. 50 quid. 20, 10 pounds. Oh, okay. 50. <laughs> <laughs> 50 quid. If you'd like us to do that, I'll tell you what, we're cut out the mini, mini man. We're cut out he's the mini tiny, man. that guy. He, the guy that invented a, cameo is one foot tall. <laughs> we're going to cut him out. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't need to be cut out. He could just jump out. It's, it's very rare. He, he's so small. Yeah. He could get out of most situations. <laughs> um, so we cut him out. Just let us know. I'll give you our bank details, and then we'll <laughs> that's record. such a funny way of doing cameo. Just getting people to back you the money. <laughs> we'll, we'll also chuck in a video of us doing it as well. Of course, so. absolutely. And it would always be that song, but we'll change it to your name. So yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite excited to experiment. So if you tweet, who knows what tune you'll get next week? Oh, you want to do different tunes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm putting quite a lot of pressure on like, myself here. Well, I feel like that—that's a higher pay bracket. We'll see. F- for different tunes. Yeah. 
Um, lovely. Oh, so Joel, um, how are you doing? You okay? Pretty good, Mark. After the little sing along. Busy week. Yeah. You look, you looking forward to the weekend? Yeah, I am actually looking forward to the weekend. I Have really you been am. on any socially distance walks and got a coffee with anyone? Because you're allowed to do that now. I have, yeah. Is that, is that what we're allowed to do now? I, I haven't looked. Is it? I, I think we are. Well, I hope so. I've just admitted to doing it. Is that the new? <laughs> is that the new thing that we can now do? But I felt like we could do that anyway. I, or it had to be exercise. It, I don't. Can you sit on the bench now? I don't know what the rules are, John. Yeah, you, you couldn't sit on a bench before, but now you can sit on a bench. <laughs> that's that, that's the I new think rule. It might be. That is the for this week. You we, you could sit on a bench. Ah, oh. oh, I haven't done that yet. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Good. Um, cool. Uh, what else? Have you been doing anything else, Joe? Not really, Mark, to be honest. No, you know, just no. sort of living my life in my little flat. How about you? I, oh, I had a road trip yesterday. I had a <gasps> gig in London. How exciting. Yeah, we were all rammed on a bench. <laughs> um, no, it, we, it was a, a recorded thing for a, a streaming platform called, what's it? I should know that. Live, Live Now, it's called. And I think the show's called Laugh Now. It's like a comedy club that they recorded. And it, it was in front of real people. And it have real people and some computer screens with some people on as well. But you couldn't actually hear the people on the computer screens. So mm. they, I mean, you could just see that they, they were smiling. Oh, that's good. Nice. That's not polite. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, but that was really good fun. Nice to see other comedians and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I could probably, I, 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 it's going to be released in April. Wow. Anyway, I, can't, I don't know when, I can't remember bit of fun isn't it yes, I, I, I can't wait to see it. it it was so nice to to go and i bet it was just get in a car and stick on a podcast and then i got the i parked up at the o2 joel yeah and uh north greenwich yeah and i got the tube the jubilee line a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. few stops hardly anyone on it yeah it was i didn't i assumed that london was still just going to be busy but it's it not really is it isn't. no no it's not. why is that different because there was a time when it was busy when it wasn't meant to be busy but are people just i don't know were like you, were you was it like the middle of the day you were traveling probably probably yeah there you go i mean well, even seven, even in well, the past in the seven before o'clock, time seven o'clock on the way back yeah fair enough empty, and i thought that would be busy but yeah, no. who knows and walking through london no hardly anyone around that was lovely yeah bit of fun in it you can sort of role play that you're in a post-apocalyptic film i loved i do that all the time do you do that all the yeah, time all the time do you yeah. I, I do it i do it just walking around the woods here and that's always quiet <laughs> but but i still do because yeah. you just think oh, oh where was i I went the other day but just it's like sometimes like when i used to drive around and if i hadn't seen a car for ages mm. just imagine just driving and never seeing the car and then discovering everyone's disappeared it's just you left what would you do what yeah. would the first thing you do if it was just you left what would you do? But how? Yeah, but at what point? You don't just suddenly go. I'm the only one left. It's going to take a while to suddenly realise. How long do you think that you're the only one? Because you're going to travel about to see. True. Would you go to Buckingham Palace? Have a little look around. It's not. It's not the first place I'd think to go and look. Because <laughs> um, why would you bother? Because what? It doesn't matter anymore. Because you can't tell anyone. If you, if I go in, yeah, like, just this is going to sound crass. But you go into the Queen's bedroom and you find a in a drawer you find something that you, that some women have in their drawers oh my right? i can't believe you're saying it, it. no if you did that just because you look a bit pl- like prince harry doesn't mean you have to set a time for the queen as well <laughs> mate i'm seeing all the attention it's getting and i'm thinking <laughs> i want some of that <laughs> but if but i didn't say what it was it could just be underwear but whatever but if you yeah. found something but you do you would you, there'd, there'd be no one to tell yeah, but, so there's no point in anything yeah but no, of What's course. The point? Of course, there is. You don't. You don't only do things in life for other people. You do them for yourself. 
Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, that's that is correct, Joel. Yeah, but but that why would that be for myself to know? You're what the just thinking about the Edinburgh show, the inevitable Edinburgh show anymore. My Edinburgh show, you just going to have no audience, like all yeah. my Edinburgh oh, shows. Damn it! I was really trying yeah, to. Get, I, I was trying to work around I to that joke about you still you, putting on an Edinburgh show. I knew that it, was coming, Joe. It'd be uh, no, but you would. You'd have to go and look around those places just to see. Like you'd go into Parliament, you go into MI5, wouldn't you? Just have a little look. I don't know where that is. How would I know where that is? Isn't that a secret? In no, a it's on somewhere. the Thames. You know what? That's probably where everyone is. Yeah, good point. So, so that is They're prob- all watching that you is on probably CCTV. the place. That should that should be the first place you look. Actually, yeah. What would you and do? And also then? the Queen. What's that? Your answer now is going to be so boring, isn't it? What would you What's do? What's that? What would I do? Oh, well, well I'm going to go to MI5 now because we just discussed it. And that's no, you can't steal my idea. You clearly had some. Because you, you I, shot well, me once down. upon a time, when I was a kid and I used to think about this, this is something I used to think about all the time. Yeah. I, I, I always wanted to go into a football stadium that was just derelict and empty. Yeah. Just, but and, but, but, but uh, you, can't, you can't really have a kick around on your own, can you? <laughs> But I thought I don't know that would be Mark. I don't if, know, Joel. If we well, were if we were the only people left on Earth, just you and me, yeah. we'd have to. Do you think we? How long do you think we'd hang out for? Or we'd go our separate ways. Do you reckon we'd end up falling in love? Oh, I thought you were going to say falling out. Then it, <laughs> no, it's going to go one of two up, ways. I think, I think we'd end up falling in love, actually, Joel. Yeah, if we're the nice. only people. Yeah. You know, just. <laughs> you'd be, get, I'd be trying to get. I'd be trying to get into Buckingham Palace all the time. You'd be we are, telling me how pointless some, it is. We'd have some scrapes, wouldn't we? So if there were, uh, if it, it was just us two left, would you want to yeah. go to Buckingham Palace then? Yes, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, of course I would. Yeah, and it, we wouldn't. We wouldn't have to try to get into Buckingham Palace. We'd just walk we'd in. Just walk straight in. Be easy. Where else would we? Would you want to go? Because the thing is, I quite like to go around America, but I don't know how we're going to get there. You're <laughs> I know. Like, that's you're the... you're going to have to learn how to fly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I don't A big know. Boat, but. I was thinking, how are we going to get around? But cars will be fine because there's enough petrol to last us two oh, forever, a, yeah. a lifetime. Yeah. But will we know how to, how to turn the petrol pumps on? Are they going to be on already? Like I don't know how the stuff. You can works. figure that it's out. It's all technical, isn't it? It's all technical. I don't know. Um, well, so where? What else? I mean, this is. I mean, we the whole is, show. This is this is the new pod. This is this is actually potential for a. I mean, I think it's got more of a podcast. Cod past. Co- no podcast is the normal. <laughs> that's what everyone does. Codpast. I yeah. think this is better than Codpast. I think you might be right. I think I think that's a, a good idea for a podcast is just chat chat about the end w- of the world. What you do if well, you were the only hey, person. Hey, listener, if you'd left. like to hear us talk about the end of the world in a podcast, let us know and we'll actually well, put some thought into it instead of this uh, insane uh, riff we've been on. Well, we're going to do some more of it on Patreon we because are. I, I feel like we're going to chat. We've been talking for so Patreon. long, Mark. I think we should probably bring in our guest, who is the third person left at the end of the world. Yes. Um, or oh, this could be the last thing they ever say. <gasps> yeah. This could be, yeah. Oh, I won't be able to do the podcast anymore then. That'd be sad. Oh, we could still do it. <laughs> I think that's a sign of madness, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, it would be. Um, who have we got on this week, Joel? We've got the amazing Mr. Andrew Ryan. Is it Andrew Ryan? It's Andrew Ryan. Here he is. Here he is. <laughs> But no, like, so I'm going to be writing a bit about B&Q and going back to work and then obviously um, I've got a bit about getting the COVID payment, you know, the, the government grant and all that, like, oh, yeah. uh, about, you know, the way people, like, uh, you know, they declare, I, I was very lucky, I was trying to buy a house, so I obviously declare, I always declare, and I used to always declare, always declare your earnings, and I always have done. So when the government gave the self-employed people a grant that I was very lucky to have qualified for that. And mm. um, there's people out there that obviously were complaining that it wasn't enough. And then you kind of say, well, you did tell the government that's what you were yeah. earning. 
So, you know, anyway, long story. So I've got a bit about getting that money and the free, it's kind of like free money and that's not free money, but I know we'll have to pay it back in some form or the other with tax increases or whatever, but uh, just stuff about that. Like, oh, when I get my quarterly government dole, you know what I mean? And all this kind of stuff. Like, so I'm just kind of like writing stuff about that, but it's very hard because you can't practice a lot, you know? So like- that's it. And you just pile up the stuff that you can't try. Yeah. And then when you go back, it's going to be like, right, new material night, new material night, new material night. But then you've got to remember, there's yeah, going yeah. to be 500 comedians looking for a new material night. <laughs> yeah. But you know what, Matt? That's what I'm really looking forward to is when I do go back to London and just can just do a gig every night and just go through all the stuff that I've been working yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll take you, really take you a while to, to get that new show structured again because, you, mm. like, you know, if you were doing five, six shows a, a week, uh, you know, your show will come together fast because you're able to do it every night. Whereas now, yeah. you, not only you have to go back, how many gigs will there be available? And not only that, mm. to, it's gonna, it might take a bit longer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I did some Zoom gigs just before Christmas, which was just all my new stuff. A bit like a preview, essentially. Yeah. And they, they went well, and I've got the videos, but I can't remember anything that happened. So I've got to go, because it's not consistent enough. So I can't remember what jokes worked and what didn't. Yeah, I know. Two months later. And how have you found that with numbers wise? Were you getting quite a few people on the calls? Yeah, 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 it was good. It was, um, so it was a limit to 100. And I think for both of them, I had, they, people said there'd be 100. So I had the amount, but as always, some people don't show. So it was about sort of 70, 80. But I was well chuffed with that. Yeah. That's really good. Like for a new, and what did you do? An hour for half an hour? Oh. Yeah, I got, I got Danny Ward to sort of set it up and host it. <laughs> MC. And, yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, he took the bullet for me, to be honest. He did a great job because when you start those gigs, it, it takes a while to work out who's making background noise and who's not. Yeah. So there's all that stuff. Chris, Chris, so, Chris packets and everything, you know, Chris packets. like. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. People just have no idea, do they? No, they don't get it. Like, it's the general public. It's the biggest problem in society. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the general public. <laughs> You know? That sounds like that's an angle you're really going to. Yeah, be, uh, and I'm also going. I, another thing I'm working on at the moment, actually, I think I actually have it here. Is uh, I'm working on these. Uh, um, what you call it? Uh, virtue signalers. Virtue sig- mm-hmm. people who to who who go on about their lives all the time and about what about what we should be doing, yet they don't do it themselves. and all that kind of crap, you know. Right. So I'm working. So you can see there, like I'm working on bits there. Um, so is that like a social media thing yeah like you know you know it's just kind of like it's just kind of like really really this is an issue for you i like it's like you know when like david bowie died like in 2016 mm. look david bowie was amazing right very amazing i wasn't my kind of cup of tea but obviously you respect what the man does but like it's a bit like i knew someone that was like in bits over him dying i was like i've known you for 20 years and you've never once mentioned it that you love David Bowie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been in your house <laughs> and I've been in your car. You've never played any of his music. You've never thought about it. I mean, you've never even got to one of his gigs. Um, and my point is that now that he's died, all of a sudden he inspired you. Like since you were a kid, really? Like, and then it's a bit like, and then the next part, then someone else dies a couple of days later and that person inspired them as well. It's like, when will this fucking end? You know what I mean? It's attention, isn't it? It's, it's that like, no, everyone's what why why is everyone talking about david bowie i want people to talk about me yeah. and then they're like look back at me look like, back at me i started doing tiktok in uh lockdown right and uh yeah me too yeah and i've only been on it three weeks and I'm, i've got about two hundred thousand views so far right and i've mm. and it's and I, I i'm not really a massive social guy you know and i understand 
that's that's the game in some areas. So I started to make little sketches and I filmed them and I put them on. And, you know, so we get about 60, 70,000 views and I'm picking up new followers every day and thinking, all right, this is really good. You know, if I can do two videos a week and you never know if one in 10 flies, you know, you pick up a load of followers. And then in two years time, hopefully those that can convert to bums on seats. Right. If you, if, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I started doing that and I said, you know what? It suits me much better just to do a little 40 second sketch. So the one I'm actually working on for next week is this watching TV in the nineties versus watching TV in the 2020. So watch TV in the nineties is the headline is, um, princess Diana has died. So you're sitting on the sofa and you're like, princess Diana has died. Jesus. That's awful. That is really terrible. terrible blah, 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 blah. Watching TV in the 2020 or whatever it is. David Bowie has said, get me my phone. Get me my phone. David Bowie was the most inspiring person in the world right next and in the following day. You know, Nelson Mandela is like, get me my phone, Nelson Mandela. That's great. Like, you know what I mean? So like you don't need I feel like you don't need to talk about it. I feel like that will can transfer to to stage. You could do like that I feel like that would work. Yeah, so like stuff like that. Or like, setting up you could you like have you ever done any sketches within your shows? Like you could no, like just say I, I'm good. I've never done sketches you no, could just straight stand up. I added a couple of sketches in my first ever show just because I needed to fill time with and I had a couple of ideas. And uh, I haven't done it since. That tells you how well they went. Uh, but I, I did like the idea of, right, now I'm going to do some sketches and then just got a chair out. And I think just the sketches weren't great. Basically, the, the sketch was, it was just two chairs. I was sitting in one and I said, this is, I have to try and remember. This is an invisible, so this is me and my invisible girlfriend She's real, but she's invisible at the therapist. And then it's just sitting there for ages. And I'm just looking as if looking at her as if she's like talking loads. And after a bit, I go, I'm so sure she's not here yet. (laughs) Right. But the thing is, I think sometimes the audience really got it, but it's so easy not to get that it wasn't consistent at all. Yeah. But I feel I feel like I've been trying I've been working on an idea of doing an invisible girlfriend sketches idea because yeah. I can't do anything with anyone at the moment. Cause, yeah, I know. You mean, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. My mum's not going to be in my sketches. She's definitely doesn't fancy that. Yeah. So that's maybe that's an idea of just sketches with my invisible girlfriend. Yeah, that's a good angle. Yeah, because like yeah. TikTok is perfect for that kind of stuff. You know. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah. I did one where I thought. You know, golf is really big on social media, obviously. And uh, I did one where I had a era. I, I, I skidded on a bit of ice a couple of weeks ago and I wrote my car off. No, no big deal. Anyway, I went and I got a new car. But I remember going to buy the new car. And the first thing I thought about was I need to make sure my golf clubs can fit in the boot. And I thought that's a typical golfer's way of thinking of things, right? Yeah. So I did this bit where I I got about maybe 50,000, 60,000 views on it in the first like three or four. And everyone was tagging friends who were golfers. Do you know, mm. and it was basically I put on a shirt, pretended I was a car salesman with a folder going, "Oh, you look, this car has, you know, it's got ABS brakes, it's got 1.6 horsepower, blah blah blah," and he's listing off the benefits. And then I just cut to me, and it's me going, "Can I see the boot of the car?" And it, and then boot opens, the golf clubs go in, and I close boot, I go, "Right, I'll take the car." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's basically <laughs> that's basically it, right? <laughs> and people were like, "When a golf," and I put the tagline, you know, so you, you turn up with a golf club. Uh, a car salesman he's thinking you're doing him over yeah. in that car yeah so basically and like basically that was it and i sent it out and my, my, my mates were like mate that's 
people were like, oh, my husband did this. He said, you can only buy a car when golf clubs can fit in the boot and all this kind of stuff. And I was thinking, so... so it's got people engaged. Yeah, so what's happening is it's, it's a sport that I like. It's comedy. Mm. And I play golf and I post a lot of golf videos. And I'm trying to, you know, I've done a bit of work for golf as well. Like I'm trying to do a bit of work. I've done a bit of work on the radio for golf as well. So I'm trying to, you know, interlink those two, like comedy and golf. And then I'm thinking myself, right, but I don't want to oversaturate it. I don't want to push it too hard. Mm. You've got to find a bit of like... Oh, we follow this guy on TikTok and he does two videos a week. He's not constantly on there annoying us because you get bored, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. there's even people like I follow four people on TikTok because I don't want to follow anyone. I follow my cousin. She was the one that set me up and taught me about it because she was 18. <laughs> she was like, right, this yeah, is how you do yeah. it. So she was just like showing me how to do it. And I was like, oh, another thing I have to learn, another thing. <laughs> and then I follow like a thing about Irish comedy and I follow, I think I follow a golfer or something like that. I don't know, that's it. Like, you know, so... I don't want to waste time, you know what I mean, on it. I just put it up. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. You know? That is the thing. You do need a schedule, I think, of how to deal with social media. Otherwise, it can get on top of you because yeah. there's so much. So you don't do Twitter at all? No, I gave that up years and years ago. I gave it up because I knew it was shit and it was getting shit. Right, yeah. Like, I tell you, I tell you know what? I was on it. I had about 5,000 followers and... I just wasn't, I'm just, I'm just not that type of person for it. And I realized that like, I was, yeah. I remember replying to a few people over the years about football, you know, and I realized they'd argue back and I went, what is this turning me into? Yeah. yeah so I just yeah, deleted yeah. it. I don't engage in that sort of thing. I stick my jokes out and that's it. Yeah. I was just like, I, I tried to switch done. off of it. I tried to stick the jokes out there for the day and then try not to look at it. Yeah. I just like, and I just find it's very toxic, you know, very toxic. Hmm. So before we finish up, have you got any other bits like over the years that you've tried and haven't quite worked that you're annoyed about? Yeah, so I had this bit many, many years ago where I um, I actually applied for a job in Primark. This is before comedy mm. now, right? And I wrote a bit about it and they, they actually didn't give me the job. <laughs> it's me and being cute. Yeah, so uh, and I wrote a bit about like that I couldn't even get a job in Primark, you know? Yeah. And I did it... I wrote the bit and the start of it was really good, but I just couldn't figure it out. So like, I'll give you the start. Like right. the bit was, I, um, I applied for a job in Primark blah, 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 uh, and I realized I didn't have a shirt and tie for my interview. So I had to go into Primark the day before, <laughs> buy a shirt and tie. And I go, well, I don't know if you noticed, but have you ever turned up for a job interview already dressed in the uniform? of the place you want to work at. So if you turn up for a job as a firefighter and you turned up in a firefighter's outfit, you're not getting a job. You know what I mean? Like you, you're a lunatic, right? Yeah. So I did the interview and all this kind of stuff and I tried to write jokes about it and I always tried it and I just couldn't get any, any cut on it. And it got to the point where it was a bit like I was an Irish person in Britain trying to get a job in Primark and the, the, the punchline kind of was, I can't believe that the, because it came out then recently that Primark were employing, employing people in like Bangladesh or something like that in these factories. I can't believe that those immigrants staying over there were stopping me from coming over here to take jobs off people like you. Did you see, did you see what I was trying yeah, to do? Yeah, 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 did you yeah, see yeah, the link? Yeah. You know, coming yeah, over here yeah. taking our jobs. But I was a bit like, I came over here and I couldn't even take the jobs off the people that stayed over there. Do you know what I mean? Like that kind of, <laughs> like that was the kind of angle, you know? And I just couldn't get it to work. So I eventually dropped it. But what I did do is I've kept the, I bought the shirt and tie. Have you turned up for an interview mm. already dressed in the uniform of the company you want to work? Because that bit worked. That bit worked. So what I've done is I've put that into the bit about when I got the job in B&Q. I said, look, I tried to get, ah. see what I mean? I tried Primark. 
and then uh, and I turned, I didn't even have a shirt and tie because I just moved to Belfast and I didn't even have my clothes weren't shipped over yet. So I had to go into Primark to buy a shirt and tie. Didn't get the job there, so then I went to B and Q. See what I've done. See how I've linked it. Brought it back in. Yeah, yeah. Is there something about like so you got into the habit of buying something from the place before the interview, and then you turned up to B and Q interview with like a chainsaw? Yeah. And weirdly, they gave me the job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you know, like you walk in and someone said to me like, "What does a shop shoplifter look like?" And I went, "Shoplifter looks like just you and me." You know what I mean? I was doing all this kind of stuff, like you know, you know, like Catholic. <laughs> you know, like, so it was just kind of like stuff like that, you know. But but yeah, so what I do is I have notepads of all my old Edinburgh shows and bits that I just mm. never developed because I didn't probably have the skill back then. You know, like I'm, mm. but now, before when I was starting out, I would always go for the joke because I just wanted to laugh. Now I'm not. It's not that I'm not fussed about the laugh. It's go. Oh great! I actually have a laugh here. Be about there's more there's more laughs in it now so just relax and enjoy opening the story up and mm. uh, whereas before it was all about just get the joke done and move on now it's yeah. a bit like no like, you know i do the whole sort of so so have you been going through old bits and, and redoing <laughs> excuse me excuse me sorry i thought i turned that off i'm oh, sorry can you edit that bit out <laughs> tell your editor to edit that bit out come back ask me that question again <laughs> I can't remember what I said now. Have you been going through old bits? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so have you been going through all your old bits? To... So, like, um, yeah, I've been writing, like writing jokes about lockdown, writing jokes oh, about yeah. living in Northern Ireland, writing jokes about an Irish person living in the North, which is, you know, not a lot of people from the South would live up the North, you know? So that's a different angle and stuff oh, like okay. that, you know? So... so have you been doing that stuff on Zoom? Yeah, I've been doing that stuff on Zoom, yeah. And does that translate to all audiences? If you, yes, yes and no. Irish yes audience? and no. So like the way I'm, the way I set it up. So I'll give you one joke that I've written, right? So obviously I don't do short. I'm not a one-liner, mm. but like I say, like, you know, I bought a house in uh, Northern Ireland and uh, I actually, like, I bought the house off the internet. I never viewed it. So <laughs> it's true. Like I didn't, you know, like that's, I, I buy my houses like I do my dating. I just swipe. You know what I mean? And uh, that's a joke, isn't it? That's one for you there, mate. And uh, <laughs> you can have that one, Mark. You're a one-liner. So long story short, I genuinely did not do the research on the housing estate <laughs> because oh, no. East Belfast is predominantly the British area and I'm not British. And I'm not really interested in politics or anything like that. So it doesn't bother me where I live, you know? So what I told a few people about it, they were a bit like, you're living in East Belfast. Ooh, with your accent, are you sure you're going to be safe? And I'm like, it's fine. Oh, really? So my idea then was, what sort of a different perception can I give people? Because when people hear about Northern Ireland, they only tend to hear about it on the news. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Especially if you're not from here. So I decided to come at it from a different angle. So I was a bit like saying, for example, what do people think that's going to happen when I move into East Belfast? Do you think I'm going to turn up in my British housing estate on day one with the Irish tricolour flag? And just wave it around the house in the States, shouting at the British people saying, there's going to be a few fucking changes around here, I can tell you. Do you know what I mean? So just stuff like that. And then... When, what, just, I know I, I know very little yeah. about the politics of it. What do you mean a British housing? Okay, so it? what happens is that in Northern Ireland, right, you have two people who identify as Irish or they identify as British. And there's some people that will identify yeah. as other, you know, Polish, German, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. But certain areas of Belfast are kind of areas based on those communities. So West Belfast would be predominantly be the Catholic area. Right. Okay. okay. And East Belfast would be predominantly be the British area. Okay. Mm. 
Now, the area that I live in is 75% British, classed as people identify as British, and 25% right, of people you. identify as Irish. So it's, it's, a, it's a mixed kind of community, but predominantly British. So there's Presbyterian churches. In the summer, you'll go down the high street, there'll be British flags flying on the poles, but you won't see an Irish flag. But if you drive five miles the other way, you'll see Irish flags everywhere. Right. So for an Irish person, Southern Irish person, living in East Belfast, there's nothing wrong with it. But it's yeah. people would be like, oh, that's a bit, you know. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I've yeah. had people say that to me. I don't take anything of it, but people have said mm. it to me. But what's interesting is, and you've been living in like England yeah. for, for ages. So you got kind of an angle of everything. Yeah, like it doesn't bother me. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you, now you've lived everywhere. Yeah, like I've lived, like people say to me, like, why did you move to Belfast? And I wrote a joke and I went, it's because you all know that I'm a massive fan of tension within communities. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, so I'm thinking like I've lived in, ideally I want to live in Cork. <laughs> like it's where I'm from, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But because the banks won't give don't trust sterling incomes so i thought well this brexit thing is going on for years and potentially will go on for years and i don't want to be renting until i get breakfast brexit sorted or whatever mm. so therefore why don't i buy something that i can sell in a couple of years and get on the housing ladder do it up maybe try as anyone would do try and make a few quid on it if, if i do it up out in my own time mm. and the pandemic has helped me with that and why don't i do it in northern ireland and at least i have something do you know what I mean? That I've started with. You know what I mean? Like, mm. I'm not going to live here forever. The pandemic has pushed me here. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I have to deal, play the cards that I'm dealt with. And I moved to East Belfast. And like, the thing about it here is, like, I go to my local shop. Everybody thinks I'm on holiday. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, when I moved in here, people were like, oh, are you up here visiting? And I'm like, no, I live here. You're like, you live here? And I was like, yeah, but you're from the south. And I'm like, correct. <laughs> you know? <Wow>. So, <laughs> what happens, you know? Wow. So, so how much have you gone into that? I've gone into as a. Topic? I've gone into it quite a bit now. Yeah, like so, mm. working in B and Q as well. I've the B and Q is actually in East Belfast as well, and um, I've had a few people make a few comments to me come up with hammers in the hands. No, no, I've had a few. But can I just say this? Ninety nine point nine percent of people are amazing, but yeah. we only we're only interested in talking about the bad ones. <laughs> that's the that's yeah. the thing, right? The others aren't funny. Yeah, they're not funny. I've had a few people say stuff to me because of my accent in when I've been working in B&Q. Now, bear in mind, I only do two shifts a week, right? So I'm only doing about 16 hours a week, maybe two or three shifts a week. And the ones that kind of say to you, you're a bit like, really, really, you have an issue? Like the fact that, you know, so what happens is that up here I had, now I wouldn't really be very political now or anything, you know? So uh, I had one person, see, somebody says to you, I had one guy say to me, are you from the free state? Now the free state, I don't know if you know this, but before Ireland became a republic, we actually became a free state. So we were under British right. rule and we were under free state. So we were, it was like Scotland, basically, but you make your own rules, but Downing Street still kind of governs you in an overall sense, right? Mm. But the free state was abolished in 1949 and the republic was declared. So Ireland became its own independent country. And if somebody says to you, are you from the free state? That means they're still, they're kind of saying to you, you're still under control of British. See what I mean? Uh, Rather than saying... Are you from Ireland? Are you from the South? So if they say, are yeah. you from, so he said to me, are you from the free state? And I said, the free state doesn't exist, man. I'm from Ireland. And I just walked away, you know? Yeah. So it's a subtle, it's a subtle comments. That's what it is. And like, <laughs> passive aggressive. Yeah. But this is a lot of things that British people don't know. Like, you know what I mean? The well, stuff I don't know. I don't know the intricate details. Like yeah. So no. like, you know, and I kind of like, like, I, like even when I got like, 
I wrote another joke, right? This is how I wrote another joke. Uh, the first thing I did when I moved into the house was obviously sort my Wi-Fi, okay? Across the road from my housing estate is a British Army barracks. Now, the British Army barracks, you know, in East Belfast is quite common, obviously, because they're around right. British people. But every Saturday morning, all you hear is... They're practicing shooting. That's what they do, right? And yeah. the guy that came to do my Wi-Fi, lovely fella... He walked in the house. And one thing that I find that a lot of Northern Irish people do, not all, but this is how I'm going to turn it into material, okay, is that they, if they hear your accent and they know you're from the South, they'll very quickly, not all of them, but they will very quickly let you know which side of the fence they're on, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So my Wi-Fi guy came in and I was like, he was like, he was like, oh, Andrew Ryan. I was like, yeah, I'm Andrew. Thanks, man. Thanks for calling up. And he just went, you're from the South? And I was like, yeah, I'm from the South, yeah. I love the scent. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he's, a bit too much. I'm like, like the Irish people in Northern Ireland, they love Ireland. <laughs> like the, yeah. the reason is because they 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 have to fight for that identity. Whereas people down the south, we don't, because we have it. Mm. Do you see what I mean? So they're a bit more yeah, yeah. nationalistic. And anyway, he was doing the Wi-Fi, and next thing the gun, the gunshots went off over in the army barracks, you know. And he just looks at me and he went, he just went, the fucking British bastards. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like what have I moved into what have I moved into oh wow it's everywhere you wouldn't get that like you know in London or Manchester or Birmingham you know like the little it's just little things and I find I didn't realise it was still like no it's it. not like Belfast like, it's just subtle now yeah like I find Belfast so safe such a safe mm. place I, I find Belfast a little bit safer in London really I think Belfast know? is really safe until you're you're doing a gig at the empire and then it <laughs> well, could yeah. go it could go it could go anyway yeah i've had i've had all sorts of gigs there i've had ones where i've smashed i've had some where they really what what actually what it is i find there is as an englishman doing a joke there is um they they they, they will judge each joke individually yeah they don't just go we're gonna like this guy let's just keep laughing it's like every time you, you do a joke they they go yep laugh and then they go right now what's this one yeah, they start again every time, and it, it's, it's always got that kind of. You have you, you, got to be on your toes. You don't build up any credit with them. You know no, I mean? not you at no, all. Don't you get could, any credit. The gig, you could you could throw the gig with one stray comment. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I yeah. And I've seen I've seen I've seen it. I've seen because <laughs> oh, I've been there once a month for like two three years, and I've seen mm. acts you know that come over on the plane with me, or I meet them there when I was living in in St Albans. I would fly over from Luton and uh, on the Tuesday. And they'd turn up and they'd be like, I hear this gig is really tough. And I'm like, it's fine. Like, it's fine. And he goes, yeah, well, it's fine for you because you're from Ireland. And I'm like, this is Northern Ireland, right? This is a different yeah, form. Yeah. Like, and I, I could be going out there to a room full of people who probably don't warm to me either, you know? Mm. So what I, so, but I have seen some acts over there talk themselves out of it because they've heard right. nightmare stories. But actually, it's not like the new generation of people like that come to the gigs to you know because it's in the student area. These mm. people, like they're not arsed, you know. Like they sometimes they're bored of if you're talking about anything to do in Northern Ireland. They just want normal stuff, you know. Like so, don't yeah. talk yourself out of it. At the end of the day, they want to be entertained. Yeah, like it is strange because you know they serve the drinks at the bar and you can hear the till closing. You know, you know, where some gigs were used to, you know, everything being shot and total focus on the stage. So there can be a bit of movement and stuff like that. So you feel like they're not paying attention and you can kind of lose it then or and people have to walk past the stage to go to the toilets. Yeah, so yeah, it, it yeah. is a it is a noisy gig. 
you know, but you know, it's it's not as bad as people make it out. No, no, I've always enjoyed. It. To be honest, I've always been a bit disappointed that you sort of go over, you you get there, you don't have much time. You do the gig, yeah. You stay over, and then really early morning you go. So there's no time to really yeah. There's, enjoy there's, the, there's so much the stuff. There's so much stuff. To, next time when life is back to normal, when I'm here, you come on, get an earlier flight. I'll pick you up, and I'll take you on a yeah. tour. You know, take yeah, you on a tour. Wicked. You know, I'll take you around the places, some nice places, and like. I live in County Down, which is kind of East Hollywood area, which is kind of where Rory McIlroy is from, the golfer. And I live on the mm. sea. So, like, I can leave my house and within a 10, 15-minute walk, I can walk up. I can walk all the way up towards Bangor and I can see Scotland in the distance. Oh, on a clear day, you know. And I can get the ferry from Belfast into Dumfries in Scotland. It's two hours. So I can jump. If I was going to London for a week now, my plan is, like, you know, say if I've got a, a week of gigs... And I'd be like, right, I'm going to need my car and I might bring my golf clubs. I'd jump on the ferry to Scotland, get the 6 a.m. ferry, be there for eight, three hours down to Manchester. Um, you know, maybe oh, maybe good. do a gig in Manchester if I could book it in, stay in a hotel or do, or and then go down to London. Or you can get a ferry from Belfast to Liverpool mm. and you could bring your car and next thing you know, you could do a week there and you can have your car and your whatever. And then you just... Try and finish up. Try and finish up a gig near near the northwest of England, and then just jump on the ferry back. You know. Yeah, you might not need to move over here. That quickly. well, you see, this is the thing. I don't know. I just don't know. Like you know, no one knows. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? So, what what else have you been writing? Have you got any bits that you've been writing but haven't quite worked? Yeah, I've 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 done them. Um, I I the zooms that I've been doing, um, some of them have been like family events. You know, like there's like yeah. the auntie is 60 and they're all in different houses. And so <laughs> yeah, the yeah. kind of brief that comes in, it's like, please don't say anything rude because we're with our parents kind of thing, you know. So right, so yeah. some of the gigs be quite safe, if you know what I mean. I did a, a kind of a corporate gig for for a company, a drinks company, and their biggest rival was uh, Coca-Cola. So I decided to buy loads. I wonder of, what company that is. Yeah. So I decided to buy some Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> and I bought some of their drinks as well. So I was doing the show. So there's about 200 people on this Zoom thing now, right? There was me and another comedian as well. And so he's he's doing his thing and he was great, right? And then they bring me on. It's like a Christmas party. So I started the first minute and I thought, oh, geez, I'm really thirsty, you know? Like, so I drink their drink and I'm like, this tastes like piss. You know, I was doing all this, like just taking the mickey out of them. And then I grabbed the Coca-Cola <laughs> and I was like, oh, back to normal. <laughs> I was doing all this kind of stuff. And, you know, they were liking it. And then I was, I Googled the company's uh, tax return on accounts and stuff like that. Like, and I went through their tax return as much as I could see. And then I went, I asked, uh, I asked, could I speak to the HR manager? And I kind of compared it, you know, and then, I did material and it's just so hard to know because so many of them just put their screens off and they're on silent and you're like, oh, no. am I dying on my arse here? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then what happens is, I don't know if you've done this on Zoom, but you know, the little chat box at the bottom, if you're included mm. in that, you can see them slagging you off. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen people slagging me off. On it, that's heckles, mate. It's that's 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 the internet heckles. Yeah, and somebody said to me like, "I can't understand them. Get them to slow down." <laughs> <laughs> that's a good heckle. You know, and then, and then you know, so it's crazy. But like the material I've been writing now, so I've done a lot of. I've written quite a bit about. I've written uh, quite a bit about COVID, and I've written a bit about because uh, I've been watching the news a bit more. I, I like I don't have a Twitter account or anything like that, and I I tend not to do anything opinionated, but. 
I've been writing some stuff that I think it it's not about COVID, but it's inadvertently about COVID, if you know what I mean. So it's kind of like that's, that's the best angle. Yeah. Isn't it? So I'd say like, oh, you know, the last the last twelve months, I had to start doing this, but and everybody knows I had to do it because of COVID. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, I don't yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. talking about COVID. Do you know what I mean? Because like, if mm. I walk on stage now, or if I go to a gig in six months' time and we're back to normal, and the first person comes out and goes, "So COVID," I'm like, "Oh, fuck's sake! I'm just I'm sick of it." <laughs> Like, it's like, you know, when Donald Trump became president, you go, great, I'm sick of it. Like, right. Because yeah. I can even see audiences, like when people bring up Donald Trump, they're like, really? Like, this is just, people are so past it now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see how it works. But I did do a gig live last year outside in an off the curb gig, just at an outdoor event in August or September. And I walked on and I never mentioned it once. I just walked on and was like, all right. Good to be here. Blah, blah, blah. Never mentioned it. Did a normal set. And someone said to me, thank God, we just wanted anything but yeah. COVID, you know? So so I've been writing stuff inadvertently around COVID. I'm writing stuff. I've written a bit now. I'll tell you the bit, right? Um, so the American thing that happened with the with the Capitol riots, you know, I, I watched a bit of that and I was like, wow, like this is next level weird. You know, it's next level kind of weird stuff. And then I got to the conclusion that all these people who are, anti-vaccine, anti-maskers, anti-Joe Biden, QAnon, fake, COVID is fake, all these right-wing weird sort of extreme people, they all have one thing in common, is that they're all ugly, right? I haven't seen a really good-looking one. Do you know what I mean? Like like if Tom Hardy or Idris Elba came out and said, hey, I'm an anti-masker, I'd be like, I'd actually quite listen to this because he's good-looking. Do you know what I mean? But you'd think the ugly ones would want a mask to cover. Yeah. So my point is, that, like, I see all these people like that are doing it on the news. I go, every single person is this thing in common. They're all really unattractive human beings. Now, I know you're probably saying, Andrew, you can't judge a person by the way they look. And I go, well, that's what the right wing do anyway. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, yeah. it's my freedom of speech, mate. You know what I mean? But uh, I'm protected by the Second Amendment. Anyway, anyway. But uh, but so I'm writing stuff about that and about like, is there a link between how you look and how you feel like? How, how you feel life has been treated to you and then yeah. writing stuff about that and then writing stuff just the stuff I'm writing at the moment is about having to move 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 back home and and but it's all inadvertently around COVID mm. you know but it's not about COVID you know what I mean have you done anything about B&Q yet? I've done quite a bit actually yeah so I'm writing this bit about uh, the biggest problem that we have as a society is the general public and so I do this whole bit. So I've been dealing with customers. So like so many things have happened. Like people come up to you in the shop and go, excuse me, where are the toilets? I'm like, do you want to use one or do you want to buy one? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, you know? Like, or they say to me like, uh, where can I get a combi drill? And I'm like, oh yeah, you see where it says drills in aisle eight, you just go down there and all the drills are on there. And then someone said to me, where is it? I go, it's aisle eight between seven and nine. Like, <laughs> like they literally want you to drill their fucking house for them. Like, you know, so... And um, also as well as people coming up to the counter saying, oh, can I pay on card? Really? Do you think we didn't take card? You know, like it's just small things like that. Also, yeah. we've caught, do you know what? We, we had we had one guy that bought a kitchen. Now, I didn't do anything with this guy. This was a story that I was told. I wasn't there when this happened. And I just thought this was brilliant. And I think I'm going to, the balls that this fella had. He bought a kitchen, got the kitchen fitted. And then about three or four weeks later, he came back into the shop, went up to the returns desk and said, look, got a couple of bits of this kitchen here and I didn't need them, so can I get a refund? And it was all sealed, you know, and all that. 
but the, the shop assistant, she sussed it. Anyway, took it all into the back and put it up on a trolley and said, oh, yeah, we'll have a look at that. Oh, yeah, give me the receipt. And, you know, they're thinking, oh, say the guy was due back, say, 200 pounds or something like that, right? Mm. She just felt it, this wasn't right because the, bar, the parts that he was bringing back are very important parts in the, in, the, in the makeup of a kitchen. And his excuse for bringing those back didn't match. So it's like, it's like if you bought a sink and you bring it back, oh, sorry, I didn't need the sink. Right. You needed a yeah, sink, yeah, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? <laughs> so she went and she opened the boxes and in the boxes were his old kitchen. <laughs> no way. So what he did was he put parts of his old kitchen into the boxes, but the weight, thinking he could return some of his old kitchen. <laughs> do you see what I mean? So that's like so I was funny. told that and I thought, that's brilliant. Like just the fact that he sat at home goes, how can I make 200 quid? Let's just pretend and bring him back the new kitchen but he brought back parts that he shouldn't have brought back mm. so, so so like uh, and then I think they they told him that he could be arrested for <laughs> attempted fraud or something like that like so I think something went on anyway and they, they, they kind of told him they were going to call the police and all that and he, he just left the shop and they never saw him again you know but um, <laughs> but yeah the, the, the B&Q bits and bobs now um, I get to do the tannoy sometimes you know oh yeah and that's my only that's my only gig that I get like yeah yeah week. so I, I feel like Andrew seriously you've got to stop using the yeah yeah so the one I did the one I did uh, I um, I actually finished in B&Q on Saturday it's my last shift actually and oh. um, uh, have you got a planned big announcement yeah so I've got one so I go on about half seven and I go good evening customers the store as the time is now 7 30 the store will be closing at eight o'clock so can I ask you all customers get yourself sorted make your way to the till pay for your stuff and go home because we as staff have our own beds to get to you know I just do all this kind of I know they go thank you for shopping at home base so but like I do find I think from morally more more or less just from a social point of view it was being really good for me do you know what I mean like yeah yeah and I think the staff in there are so much fun. Like they, like the customers that are coming in, like most of the customers are lovely and a lot of them are trying to do a bit of DIY in lockdown, you know, and they haven't the foggiest. Yeah, yeah. And then, so you kind of help them out and you learn a lot yourself anyway, you know, like you do learn a lot about, about you know, power drills and what to cut, how to cut. And this is not exactly what you want on a comedy podcast, but uh, it's what you're getting. <laughs> That's great, man. That's I mean, that's good because you're it's like you're you're a fish out of water now, really, there, aren't you? Because like as a comedian, you get so used to this lifestyle, going back to a job which is like a regular job. Yeah. That's that's you know well, that's interesting because you're looking at it from a different angle now. Yeah, like when I did the interview, they were like, "Explain to me what what why why what's going on." And I said, "Okay." So I'm a stand-up comedian, and as you're aware, blah, 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 what's happened, and I'm looking for a part-time job. That's all it is. So I did the interview, and like they said to me, can you tell me about a time when you worked as part of a team? And I just went, well, me and, my, me and the lads were playing golf, and one of the guys hit the ball into the trees, and we all went and looked for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, she yeah, that. she laughed. Like, <laughs> And then, uh, so, you know, I was like trying to like think like, uh, so what would you do if this happened with a, if a customer came in and said this? And I said, what would you do? And I'd be like, just tell to fuck off. <laughs> you know, like, obviously, I didn't say that, but like, my point yeah, is that yeah. as a comedian, you're just like, what? I have to follow a procedure yeah, now? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that is funny the compare, to compare, like, if someone gives you shit at a gig, you have free right to, to give them shit. Yeah. Back. Whereas that's complete opposite. Oh, 
it's our in, in the other job yeah that's a funny angle. yeah so like that's another thing i'm kind of talking about like so i wrote this bit about i had this bit like i tell you now i had this line from a couple of years ago. so so someone made it someone's just made a complaint about you andrew Can you just tell him to uh that i fucked his <laughs> yeah 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 well what, I, I was gonna say something else there but i can't know this podcast is probably people yeah you said to fuck this mom yeah yeah and i left a receipt on the table <laughs> you, know, like, you know i tell her she got some loyalty points as well <laughs> you know i tell her i deliver as well between two and four you know what i mean like, i deliver for free if she books me over 200 pounds you know what i mean so like there's loads of stuff like you could think it's, about yeah, like, something in that i like the idea of comparing it yeah to, exactly to like job. and but then what they did was all the staff like they clearly found out that i was a comedian they obviously they youtube to me everyone youtube to me right and they'd yeah, seen yeah. like some tv stuff or it seen you know they'd gone on like you know online and stuff like that and then they were like what are you doing here and i went mate like if you know if you notice but there's a global pandemic <laughs> and um i need a job <laughs> like i mean what do you want me to do like you know so but you know what honestly i've actually met people working in b&q now that is when i leave like you know, I'll be texting them and we'll be going out for beers yeah. and stuff like that because such nice people and such a lot, mm. like, and so, so there's some people in there, like, and they just, the way they speak to the customers, they should be comedians. You can see yeah. that they have, you know, some people in there, you can see that they have a spark, you know, and for whatever reason, they, they, you know, we're very lucky that we found that thing that we pursued in a different, you know, I there's one guy. Do you think that's an Irish thing? Possibly, yeah. Like, there's one guy in there, man, and he just makes me... Oh, excuse me. Oh, sorry. That's the kitchen. Do you want to stop recording for a second or something? No, no, no. That's no, fine. I thought you were farting. No, that's the, that's the drill. Sorry. Sorry. He'll be stopping a second. He's all right. <laughs> sorry, mate. Yeah, so... Um, sorry, it's just a drill. Yeah, it's just a drill. There <laughs> you go, mate. <laughs> what, like, how does your brain work with all this stuff, man? I know, I know. Yeah, if, yeah, if anyone is listening to this and you're annoyed by the drilling, this is a B and Q kitchen that I got heavily discounted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, As, yeah, and they got your old one. <laughs> yeah, sent the old one back in the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like there's some there's, there's some people that uh, there's some people that are absolutely brilliant in there. You know, like some of the staff. And do you know what I found as well working at B and Q? Say there's say there's a fifty fifty male female ratio to staff. So if I'm mm. if I'm standing down an aisle and with a female member of staff and we're just uh, they call it merchandising or it's basically classes stacking shelves, right? So right. it's the posh way of saying stack shelves and, and and somebody needs some help. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. They will come up and they will always ask the man, They'll never ask the girl. And I found that really weird that they just, they don't see a woman can help in DIY. Wow, and that's Yeah, and um, I found that quite odd to notice. So I remember one day I was there with the manager at the store, a lady, and she's worked there, you know, 15, 20 years. Really, really knows her stuff about DIY. And I always say, if I want any, any opinions on DIY and decorating, I'd ask a woman. Because they're obviously yeah. not, I'm not saying, I'm you know, just saying like, you know, women have great taste, you know what I mean? The, Globe's just like TV, Wi-Fi, sofa, I'm fine, you know? So he came up to me and he asked me about something. He wanted to get some uh, hinges for a door. And I said, "Uh, just bear with me a second. I'll just ask the manager. So I said, oh, this gentleman, can you just tell what you look for? And he was like, I'm looking for these particular chrome hinges, blah, 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 size 27 millimeters, blah, blah, very particular type of hinge. And she went, okay, those hinges, we have them in satin, we have them in chrome, we have them in nickel. They're in aisle eight, go halfway down. They're just three shelves on the left and they're fourth box in the bottom right. You'll see this thing, and they're actually 8.95. Like, her knowledge is phenomenal. And then as soon as he, she told him that, he looked at me and he thanked me. He said, oh, thank you very much for helping me. And I went, excuse me, can you thank her? Because she's the one that's helped you. Like, this, the fucking blatant uh, sexism in there, like, you know, so that you notice those things, you know what yeah. I mean? You do notice those things, you know. I love how I've added the sound effects to what we're talking about. Being q and is the drill in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, if you want to, we can stop this and start again if you want. <laughs> no, 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 that's fine, mate. I'm really sorry. It should, it no, should no, no. be, it should be, it it's should good be. As gold. It should be. I think it's a nice effect. I should do that yeah. with more stuff. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Andrew Ryan! <laughs> Machine gun hashtagawooga to Andrew Ryan. Uh, good stuff. Lovely, lovely chat. Good catching up. Haven't seen him for ages, um, as, as with most people. Um, <laughs> so, oh, if, if you've enjoyed the podcast, uh, head over and chuck us a review on Apple oh, Podcasts, will you? That'd be lovely. Um, and any feedback, anything about the jokes, anything, let us know at Jokes with Mark across all social media. Um, and uh, we're going to be, there's going to be some more. We need a name for the new podcast, Joel, but there's going to be some Mark and Joel on demand. Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm. going to be some uh, end of the world chat, <laughs> and there's going to be some bonus Andrew Ryan podcast over on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash jokes with Mark. Uh, go check that out, sign up from as little as £3 a month. Really helps us out. Uh, Anything more from you, Joel? Nothing more from me, Mark. Anything more from you, Mark? Nothing more from me, Joel. Hashtag Awooga, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.